back to our interview. I love that you've spoken about a lot of books that can rewire us. Um, and you call them like mini shifts. And, and I like to also look at them as, I think it was um, Ariana Huffington called them um, micro moments or something like that, uh, or micro steps. I think wherever you can glean something that makes you whole, that makes you recognize your value or teaches you something, you should definitely take a stab at it. And if it's as simple as a book to have some of these epiphanies like you did, I, I think it's really great. I'm definitely going to list whatever you send me for everybody. Um, and I love the idea of the mastermind. I think a lot of people hear about them, but they don't necessarily understand what they would get from that. Um, I, you know, you sit at a table and say you come to the table with your 15 years of experience and maybe 35 to 55 years of uh, life of experience, you add that up with everybody at the table, it's cumulative. So it's, you're now sitting at the table maybe with 150 years of expertise and life experience at one table. You will go further faster. Is, Is that my understanding? There is no doubt. I can tell you right now, Napoleon Hill said this about mastermind groups in his book, Think and Grow Rich. He says, you can accomplish more in one year in a healthy mastermind group environment than you could ever hope to achieve in a lifetime on your own. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I'm, well, I will go get that book. Um, I'm, I'm curious, Cliff, is there anything I'm not asking you Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's tons that you're not asking me, but but there but I'm in the moment with whatever you want to ask. I I just feel like, you know, sometimes as somebody who's interviewing, um, you know, you get on a certain thread and if there's something that you want to share with the room, I I I, 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 I can sense it. I would love to share something with the room here. That'd be great. So so Oftentimes we get really focused on what we don't have and what we want. And we think that, man, if I could only get out of debt, if I could only save up enough money in my emergency fund, if I could only know and have certainty that my kids' college tuition's taken care of, if I could only, you know, make payroll next week for my business. <laughs> If I could only do this, then I will be happy. Then I could live a life where I'm not so full of fear, anxiety, worry, and self-doubt. And what I will, what I have learned for me, and 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 I've seen it. Uh, it's a lesson that has been learned by so many people that I admire and respect. And what you may learn at some point down the road is there is nothing you will ever achieve in this life that will ever create for you lasting peace, lasting love, lasting security. Nothing. Because I can tell you, I, I know people who, you know, it's like, man, if I could just become debt-free and know that my kid's college tuition is taken care of and I could have some money for retirement, at that point, I know that I will finally be happy. I will finally have margin in my life and I will finally have peace. I won't be so worried all the time. I won't be so anxious. And I can tell you right now, I've seen people create some plans how to achieve all of those things. 
And um, next, by the way, it does experience, they do experience the peace, they experience the joy, they experience all that stuff for a time. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, what if this all goes away? For the actions that I took to get me here, now all of a sudden I've got 50 employees. And not only do I have 50 employees, but now the way that I think about this, I'm actually responsible for the livelihoods of 50 families. I mean, this is an incredible uh, thing. So now all of a sudden I've got to make sure that my business always maintains not just its current level of profitability, but we always have to be increasing. And it seems like every every now and then we hit a, a plateau and for us to continue to increase, we need to increase our staff. And and before you know it, it's like they're, they're back into, I'm. it's like if I could only get to this level in our business, I, I will have the peace and certainty that I can protect the livelihoods of all of my staff. You know, they've just extended their fear and their anxiety worry out even further. And what I have learned and what so many others have learned and what I hope everyone else will learn is that there... Matter of fact, here's a phrase. If I could just get to here, I I know that I'll no longer need to worry about money anymore. I just want to get to the place where I won't need to worry about money. And that language is so telling of what's going on inside of us. The fact that we have all been conditioned to believe that there is ever a need to worry about money. There's ever a need to worry about something. The reality is we all live in a world of abundance, and I don't care who you are, what's going on in your world. If you're hearing my voice right now, your standard of living is infinitely better than your great-great-grandparents. I will tell you right now, if you never earned another penny in your life, if you lost your home, you lost your car, you owe the federal government $780,000, you are in debt and it seems like there's no way out. Your standard of living in this world today is infinitely better better than your great-great-grandparents. And they... and, and and if they, your great great grandparents, did not own a home, did not own land, did not have this, and they owed the government money, and and just they, they, but man, all of a sudden they didn't have to worry about outside tribes coming in and and burning your house, your your village down, and your crops, and all. I mean, our lives are so easy today, but the but the people who have the the least. Uh, are so anxious to gain, and the people who gain and have seem to so be so anxious about the thought of losing. And the reality is, is that man, we come into this world with nothing, and everything we have is gain. And anything that you've ever earned in your life, it was if it's ever all taken away again, well, you built it once, and you haven't ever they haven't taken away everything you learned about how to get it. And this is where I've learned people who. There, just go look for stories who became, you know, decamillionaires and then have lost it all because of a great economy crash. And, and it may have taken them 40 years to be a decamillionaire and they lose everything. And then three or five years later, they're decamillionaires again. And, and so there, there is no need to worry about money. There is no need. Happiness is actually all found within. Peace is found within. And if you could just recognize the abundance, every single person, we all woke up every single day of our life and the earth is still spinning around the sun at exactly the precise distance necessary to keep each of us from freezing to death or frying to death. 
And that has happened every single day of our lives without us ever giving a, a, an, an, an instance of a thought. Most every single person that is listening to my voice, almost everyone is able to breathe oxygen unaided. And that oxygen is given to you freely. And, and those are just two things that if you take them away, we're gone. All right. And so there is an infinite number of things that are going right for us. And instead, we focus on a handful of things that aren't going right for us. And we live in suffering and we give up our peace. That's amazing. I, I, I don't want to add anything to that. <laughs> I can't. It was perfect. I'm glad that you decided to share that with everybody. Um, I did ask you specifically, was there something I wasn't asking you? Um, we are reaching the top of the hour, and I just wanted to, I wasn't sure if you were able to take any questions from the audience or if at this point you would like to direct that to the comments um, on social media. Uh, so I'm going to leave that up to you. Holly, I only have the next eight hours free. So uh, as long as we can conclude this within the next eight hours, I'm perf perfectly fine. But while <laughs> we're waiting for questions, uh, and, and I'm sure people will go ahead and raise their hand in here in Clubhouse if they are interested in asking a question, I would love to. Can I give you the list of books that are the top five I would recommend? Absolutely. Go for it. All right. So the, uh, these are in no particular order, by the way. Uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, it, it is an incredibly powerful book, and most everyone I know has never really captured the heart of that book the first time through. You'll Don't get me wrong, the first time through, it has the power to transform your life. It'll have a mini shift. Uh, the second time you read the book, maybe if you give it a couple months or a couple years, the second, the second time you read the book, it will have an incredible, profound impact beyond your wildest imagination. And if you're like me, you read it 10 years later, uh, you'll swear that none of this was in the book the first two times you read it. it it's it, there. It, it's got layer. It's like an onion. There are layers and layers and layers that can only reveal itself to you over time. So that's Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, the next book that I'll mention is Psycho Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. It talks about the importance of your self-image, and it also tell explains to you this thing that God has given each of us. Or it, if you don't believe in God, that's fine. Uh, the it, something that is is inside each of us. It's called the subconscious mind. Uh, he calls it. Dr. Maxwell Maltz calls it our auto success mechanism or our auto failure mechanism. And this book will clearly communicate to you why you consistently succeed or why you consistently fail. There will be no question afterwards, and it will also give you instructions on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. It's called Cyber Psycho Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. The next book I, I, I've already mentioned is Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. It's a little proud and boastful and, and stuff like that, but and, and, it, and it's like, oh, you, we should all be, you know, millionaire, billionaire people, blah, 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 and, and stuff like that. I'm not, the tone of the book isn't my favorite, but the heart of the book, the, the teaching in the book, man, there's some powerful stuff, and it radically transformed my mind about money. Uh, another book that I'm actually, I'm going to, I'm going to take, ah, uh, no, uh, can I give you six instead of five? You can if one of them zero to podcast, but go ahead. 
<laughs> okay, so the next one is going to be um, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. This will tell you about uh, the four areas that you can work in within your professional life. Your zone of incompetence. There's a lot of people who are working inside of their zone of incompetence, and they're always afraid that they're going to lose their job or they're going to be afraid that they're, you know, <laughs> that people are going to no longer hire them. Uh, then there's the zone of competence. These are the people who are competent in what they're doing, but quite frankly, no, they're no better at what they're doing than anybody else. And these people are afraid they're going to be replaced and are, and they know that they are replaceable. There is no question. There is no doubt. They are absolutely replaceable. Then there's the zone of excellence. This is the work that you do where when you do this, you're better at it than pretty much most everyone else. Certainly in your uh, company, in your industry or whatever it may be, you are the top of the top when it comes to doing this thing. Now, generally, this is something that brings people to great wealth and lots of income. It also is the one area that if you get stuck in it, the, this is where the term the golden handcuffs come off or come into play. And it doesn't make sense until you learn about the fourth zone of work, which is your zone of genius. This is something that you do that actually brings life to you. You could do it for a little bit of time or a long time, and you will never get tired of doing it. It's like it's that it's that little thing that you do that when you do it, you get off of doing that call or doing that work or out of that session. You go, wow, this is oh, my gosh, this is why I love doing what I'm doing. And for me, as the podcast answer man, I, I was tapping into that about 10 or 15% of the work week. And so the book, this, uh, The Big Leap, says that the problem is, is you get stuck inside of your zone of excellence and you don't actually believe that you could get paid well to do your zone of genius. But if you really learn about it, you really find what your zone of genius is, you'll find that that can actually bring, bring in infinitely greater wealth into your life if you really tap into it and hone it. And so he talks about just trying to, number one, discover what is my zone of genius and slowly increase the percentage of time every week within your current work that you're doing that you spend in, in, in your zone of genius and delegating and get rid of some of the responsibilities within your work that are not in your zone of genius. Slowly delegate that stuff out or just put an end to it all together if that's within your power. And what you'll find is you'll start, your if you're an employee, you'll start getting raises and, and all this other stuff. You'll become infinitely more valuable to the company. You'll get offers from other companies trying to hire you away from, from where you're working now. If you're full-time self-employed, you'll find that you're able to – in, selling your products or service becomes infinitely easier because people love working with you. It's not just what you do but how you do it, and you, they just love being around you because you're so alive, and they feel alive just by being around you because they've not been around people who are alive like you, and it just makes things amazing. But ultimately, if you're in such a position, you might be able to find a way just to turn your zone of genius into what you do for a living. And so the big leap is what convinced me to shut down a half million dollar a year business in podcasting uh, so that I could actually do life coaching and, and conversations like this. So that's the big leap. Uh, another book is Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. I, I'll just say that that book needs no description other than just go read it. Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. Do not get the audio version of this. There is an audible version in Audible. It is not the book. It is not even close to the book. It's like, it's, it is a recording of Tony talking at a conference or being interviewed about unlimited power. It, it, it is a waste of a credit or a waste of a purchase. Do not buy the Audible version. Get the book, physical or Kindle, 
Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. And then, um, gosh, I said there was another one. Yeah, you said there was one more. We have Think and Grow Rich, Psycho-Cybernetics, Secrets of the Millionaire? Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harbecker. Thank you. The Big Leap, Unlimited Power. Yeah, and then the other one is Thou Shall Prosper by Rabbi Daniel Lappin. I've never made it all the way through this book, but if you read the introduction, and they call it um, uh, command, you know, commandment number wealth commandment number one, wealth commandment number two. I've only made it that far into the book, but man, just that alone, the three times that I've read it, transformational, absolutely powerful. Thou shall prosper by Rabbi Daniel Lappin, and then I'll give you a bonus book, and it has nothing to do with business, uh, but it, it's it's a spiritual. Uh, journey book for me. And coming from a Christian background, I found it weird that I enjoyed this book as much as I did. But it's called Autobiography of a Yogi by, just put Yogananda. So Autobiography of a Yogi is my bonus book. I love that. Now, I'm just curious, with the exception of Unlimited Power, which you said do not get the audio, do you recommend getting the physical books or listening to these? What's your favorite? I recommend you get whatever you have found works for you when you're consuming books that are nonfiction that bring tons of value to you. I I go in seasons, but I can tell you right now when I all of these books, I have the Audible version, I have the Kindle version, and I have the physical version. Oh, that's interesting. I you know I I I find myself going back and forth, but I tend to like the physical book because I like to make notes um, as I'm reading, like in the margins, (laughs) which which I have come to learn that authors really love that. (laughs) Uh, So I I do a little combination. So I was just curious. So um, I really love that list, and I will also add it as I said. And if nobody has any questions, I do want to thank Cliff for spending so much time with us because your knowledge is infinite. Oh, wait, there is somebody who wants to speak. I I stand corrected. You have brought so much to the table for so many people in the coaching and uh, consulting world. And uh, here he is. And um, I, I want to personally thank you. Uh, I also have brought up Charles Irving to the stage. I'm actually uh, pretty happy that he raised his hand because he's really uh, an incredible coach himself. Um, and he's also a graduate of Zero to Podcast. So um, welcome, Charles. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you guys for having me up. Um, this has been awesome. Um, Cliff, I am, I praise God that, uh, I caught you. Um, the, the, um, the way in which you define worth versus value, um, was extremely powerful for me. Um, I have the same belief, but I was using the same word to define, uh, uh, worth. I was using the word value. Can you, can you, um, articulate how we distinguish the two again and what's a good way to establish a a, a measurement for value yeah a great way to distinguish the 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 value that we bring is to test out the the marketplace see what it can bear so oftentimes, matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to throw something out here. I learned this from Rich Litfin, 
and he's the co-author of a book called The Prosperous Coach. And Rich actually introduced me to something that has been a part of how I operate in business since day one. He calls it the MSU business model. Now, I'm going to give a slightly paraphrased uh, name for it for the respect of Holly's podcast audience because I know this is going to go out to her culture factor. MSU stands for making stuff up. So you just make stuff up. And so if you want to determine what your value is, go out there. and say, So when I started, I'm like, hey, 50 bucks an hour. And so I go out there and I... I say, hey, hey, come and work with me. And uh, for every hour we work together, you pay $50. You get access to whatever value I have to offer to you. My th- Then the question becomes, okay, I just worked with this person for two hours. I've asked them to pay me $100 for that two hours. Again, they haven't paid me for two hours. They've paid me for the value that I gave them during the two hours. So uh, my question is, are you happy as a customer that for do you feel that what value you just got was worthy of the $100 I've asked you to pay and so it did do I have a satisfied customer at $50 an hour and i was finding myself consistently over time yes 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 then i'm i was approached with this concept of doubling your rates and all oh, you guys have heard my money issues that are my money mindset issues that i had before i couldn't double my rates so charles i went from 50 bucks an hour to 95 dollars an hour somehow in my mind that was better so i started offering my coaching to and proposing to every new client that came along uh, came along to $95. And and then the question became, are people happy to pay the invoice when I finish the time that they've they've spent with me? And as I continued to see it, yeah, I have I have happy clients. So then I went to $150 per hour and I began to just propose that people agreed to hire me and lo and behold People said, yeah, I'm happy to pay you. Matter of fact, I want to hire you for a couple more sessions. That's a good indicator that the value that I have to bring can bear $150 an hour. I, I, By the way, just my pricing journey, I was com- contemplating raising my rate to 200 but I was at some point, I was afraid. It's like, oh, I'm afraid that if I go too high, I'm going to price myself out of the people that I most want to work with and help and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to go too far down that journey unless you want to ask a follow-up question about it. But anyway, my mastermind group that I've mentioned earlier says, no, Cliff, do not go to $200 an hour. You have to double your rates. Go from $150 to $300. They tried to convince me I wasn't happening. My beliefs were so tied to the fact that, no, that one's a stretch for me. I don't know that clients can afford to pay that. So I did go to $200 because they were so adamant that I would be uh, bring enough value for 300. So I started 200. Lo and behold, I'm still booked solid. People are still happy to pay. And then I read read an article by Peter Shallard, why people want to make uh, why, why people want to pay you more. Seven reasons why doubling your rates doubles your success. You can read that article on Peter Shallard's website. You can get there easily by going to mindsetanswerman.com slash double your rates, all one word. That's mindsetanswerman.com slash double your rates. We'll take you straight to his site. I read that article and instantly raised my rates to $300. And then uh, I found that people were still happy to pay their invoices with me. 
And then I was thinking about raising my rates from $300 per hour to $1,500 an hour. And I went to my mastermind group to see if th- what they thought about that. And they said, Cliff, at this point, you should just stop doing one-on-one and start doing group coaching. And uh, months later, I started doing group coaching. And now I'm, I was working very few hours and making tons of money by, by maximizing my time. So that was my journey through this. Um, I'm trying to remember the original question now, Charles. What was the original question again? Uh, defining value. Yeah, the, defining the value. So the value, the value is go out and and decide what you believe the value is that you have to offer in whatever way you offer it. Whether if it's you get access to me for X number of calls per month uh, for this amount of time, whether it's a group coaching program, you just got to find a product and a package, make a proposal, ask people to pay you this for it. And then deliver what you promised to them and then see if they're happy at the end of the result. If they're happy, you know that you offered that much value. This is the only way you're ever going to know because actually value is always determined by the, the perception of the person who's giving the money. I cannot actually determine what my monetary value is to other people. I can only come, I can only learn that through experimentation. So that's that's kind of, I think there are many nuances that we could go into lots of different directions on that. There might be some arguments to be made against that initial statement. But I, I think I, if it were, if I were to debate it even further, I'm feeling pretty confident that that I could bear out that that's true, that, that, that it's through trial and error that you actually determine where the, the market value is for what you're doing. But I can also say this, is that there are different markets. You can every pond that you swim in will determine the pricing that that the the fish in that pond will actually pay. So there, so each each community or each demographic or psychographic of people will pay a certain amount. So, for example, um, my my what I average today is the lowest I ever get for each hour invested in a conversation or creating content. The lowest I ever I, I'm at a minimum of eight hundred and thirty three dollars per hour invested with someone, and it and it goes exponentially higher in my paid mastermind groups. So what I can tell you is there are a lot of people who would not see that value. So what I in many cases when I actually want to tap into, I know I have a lot of value, but for people to be able to get value at these pricing levels, they have to have some level of resources and margin in their life to to actually be able to implement the value. And so as my value increased, and as my education, my experience, my skills, talents, and abilities increased, at some point, if I stay with the lower priced, lower paying clients, those people are never really tapping into the full essence of the value that I've accumulated. And so for me, I have to actually go to people who have greater resources and those people like there's a there's a difference. There are sometimes somebody who might it might be a stretch for them to to pay me for my service and I give them some advice and it's this and they're like. Yeah, but I just I, it, it's going to take me about three or four months to come up with the resources so that I can implement this plan. Whereas I can have this conversation over here 
And I can say the same thing in a 10-minute conversation. They, they say, Cliff, that's everything I need. Thank you for this. By the way, s- send me the invoice for $833, right? And for that 10-minute call. And they go instantly implement it with all the resources that they already have available for them. And they go out and make another $50,000 in the next four weeks. Charles, does that help answer the question? Very much so. Wonderful. Thank you. This was amazing. Thank you so much, Cliff. Thank you for coming on Culture Factor. And and Charles, thanks for the great question. Thank you, Holly. I, this is an honor. I love, I love hanging out. I love talking. I love sharing my story. And I really appreciate the opportunity. You've, you've worked very hard to create your community. And I'm honored that you've invited me to, to share any of my experiences with your audience. Well, you're you're a, a gem and uh, a giant amongst men and women. <laughs> so I'm I'm actually really honored. Thank you, and and thank you, Charles, for your contribution. I think um, the the beauty of this particular app is our ability to weave in community and and ask questions um, in the moment when it feels fresh and important and and relevant. So thank you for that. And thank you everybody for coming to Culture Factor live in Clubhouse today. I really enjoy recording here just for the reason I said. So um, if anybody wants to reach Cliff, I will uh, of course have all of the relevant links in the show notes uh, so you can share and catch those books and and all that other stuff. So uh, I think if nobody else has any questions, I think we are ready to set uh, Cliff free for a beautiful weekend. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming today. I'm often asked, does my business need a podcast? My answer is yes, that nothing else is the fast track into thought leadership and being established and seen as the expert in your industry as podcasting. What's increasingly evident is that it's a branding machine. It kicks doors open for you to have conversations with leaders. It creates a pathway to partnerships and connections on a deeper level. You will not be your industry's best kept secret. Your ideas and business will have global reach. So step into your power. Go to hollyshannon.com to launch your podcast now.